today's episode of the Mark Ackerman Podcast. Drew Weber and Darren Trainer join me. We talk NFL free agency and the quarterback carousel throughout the league. And at the very end of the pod, our all-time Major League Baseball draft. A little disappointed with my results. After looking at my team, I thought I would have been better than third. <laughs> but uh, sometimes that happens. Hope everybody stays safe out there during COVID-19. It's quarantining, social distancing, and uh, hopefully in a couple of weeks, sports will be back on and we'll actually have something live to talk about. But until then, enjoy the pod. Let's talk some quarterback carousel. Let's kind of go over. There's a lot of quarterbacks that uh, made the move. But we Jameis can start, Winston. Let's start with Jameis. So I have a question for you, both of you. Where's he going? Let me, let me, let me pose this question for you. Let me pose this for you. If you're him, do you go to a team like the Dolphins, the Charge, like a team you could potentially start for, or do you go to a good team a.k.a. the Teddy Bridgewater path of last year, like the Saints, the Chiefs already have a backup. But, you know, a good team backup, potentially maybe get in from, from an older quarterback, try and rebuy your stock that way, then get a big deal. Like, what do you do if you're in? Here's – here's what if, the, what if the quarterback in front of you doesn't get hurt? Well, you get lost. I've got, I've got a play. Here's what Jameis Winston is saying for Jameis. right now. What's your place? Cleveland. L.A. One of them, either Winston Pittsburgh. or New York is going to L.A. That's, that's another. How, many, how much thing. more do we need to see of Mason Rudolph? Okay, the only, the only time I want to see Mason Rudolph ever again on a football field is when I'm watching Miles Garrett highlights and they just happen to show Miles Garrett hitting him over the head with the helmet. The only <laughs> time I want to see Mason Rudolph on the field again. Then the other quarterback on their team, Duck Hodges, Great story, cool story. But if you're more known for a freaking duck call than you are than your play on the football field, odds are you ain't the guy at quarterback. So they've already seen what they have. And let's not let's let's be honest. What do you expect from Big Ben this year? He might be fine, but when is the last time Ben Roethlisberger ever played a full season? When never, right? I mean, it's been a while for Big Ben. And I think Jameis is a is a is a guy who could potentially go there and go. Look, they've got good weapons. It's a high-level organization, and let's not act like Ben Roethlisberger's 27. The guy's 37, 38. Right. Now, I know quarterbacks are playing longer than they ever have before. Let's look at Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers. Somebody's in your room, trainer. How's it going? But you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, <laughs> I do think that, that that's a possible good spot for him. Because he may not have to be – he's not going to be asked to start. Right, that, that's Big Ben's job. That's a good opportunity, especially when Big Ben eventually does get hurt. What are your thoughts? I mean, it's hard to it's it's hard to forecast what you get from Big Ben. I mean, the guy though, if he can even be happy, look look what they did last year with those two quarterbacks. They almost made the playoffs. Right, pretty solid defense. James Conner will he ever stay healthy? Last year, yeah, it won't be that T- good this year, but it is good defense. Yeah, Watt's pretty the, – the Watt family can, can turn on some players. Uh, but just – I don't see Jameis having that ego to swallow the ego to go, go, play, uh, go play backup somewhere. But then he poses the question, who, who's in the market for, for signing a, a quarterback right now? Chargers? Chargers already said they're out on Jameis. Um, 
Dolphins, they're probably going to draft a guy. I, just, I don't know where he goes at all. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I think Pittsburgh, he would clearly have to take a massive pay cut. But again, this is, it's not like he's got a huge market out there. No. Right? None of these, no, there's not a lot of teams saying, come here, Jameis, come sign with us. Like, he's not doing, no one's doing that. He threw 30 picks last year, bro. Oh, but hey, puts those down. He's balling, right? So I just think he should go to a place where he is going to back up. And if he has to come in, it's a high-level high organization, and he has a chance to win games, improve his stock, then get a contract. Look what Teddy Bridgewater did. That's all. You I'm think doing. you think Jameis could better push than Teddy Bridgewater? Though. Yeah. No, he is. He's I, a better player. I think, think he's, he's, a, he's a higher variance player. He's much he can the ceiling is much higher than Teddy's, but the floor is much lower because of the turnovers. Because Teddy isn't like a he doesn't take risks. In my opinion, like Teddy's just check down Teddy, check down Teddy, check down Teddy. Hey, no, that ain't Jameis. We know that's not Jameis. No. I don't know, dude. I, I just think a lot of people are okay, giving a little bit of disrespect to Jameis. I think, I don't know, he's only 26, two years older than Joe Burrow. Like, why, why wouldn't the Patriots take a chance on this guy? Give him a one-year 30 deal. interceptions. That carries cap space. That's not what, but see, cap space. That's not the Bill Belichick they only kind have of quarterback. Like Five million in cap space. No. Yeah. Well, so James is going to have to take Sidham, a pay huh? cut, though. Brian Hoyer and Jaron Sidham. Tank for Lawrence. Yeah, that ain't you're right, Mark. He, he's got he's to find a way to take a pay cut. Unless, well, he is. Like, he has to yeah, because has what I'm to. saying is it's not like I – mean, he basically has no choice because no one – I mean, Jameis, you can want 15, 20 million a year, but nobody's signing you for that. So unless you don't want to play, right. like you're going to have to take a pay cut. And it's almost it's almost the same with uh, Cam Newton at this point. Now, I think the biggest thing with Cam is I think the teams that would be interested, there's just teams like what's wrong. Like, He's going to healthy. L.A. He's just not healthy. Someone's got to go to L.A. Yeah. It's going to be hard if, to determine that, too. Cam Newton, former MVP, stadium. Well, I think it's safe to say uh, Justin Herbert's not selling tickets in L.A. No. Good, cool player, cool prospect, right? But he's not moving the needle in L.A. when they've got about a 1,000 other things that can entertain them. Now, Cam Newton definitely does because former MVP, he's box office material, no doubt. Tua could also move the needle in LA. That's another team that could possibly especially with Hawaii. And another reason, and another reason why I think I think another reason why the Dolphins should probably try and trade up too because they got to be worried about the Chargers. They might like Tua. Absolutely. Everything, everything the Chargers have done up to this point in free agency was obviously tried. It looked like to get Tom Brady, but they've added defense. They added offensive line, which they desperately needed to do. So it's not like they had had a bad off season. They improved the quarterback position. That team's good. I mean, that's a playoff caliber team with a good quarterback. Yeah, I agree, 100%. I think the Dolphins and the Chargers are competing for Tua. Both of those teams want Tua. No, I don't blame them. After watching that Instagram video last night, he looks good. How do you move like that good. after that hip surgery? Yeah, it's How pretty crazy. Like that? That's not – I can pose yeah, I guess, that. Yeah, that's not your average <laughs> Bo Jackson hip injury right there. I mean, he looks really good. He looks really good. 
Yeah. I just, I just love the guy. I love the prospect and whatnot. But, um, yeah, I, th- I think Jameis to, to the Steelers is a great fit. I think it's a great I, fit. I just think it's a po- – Especially like- Mike Tomlin. Yeah, I just think it's a – and, again, they're going to be a team looking for a quarterback in the near future. And what I'm saying is you already know Rudolph and Duck Hodges yeah, are not yeah. guys. So you're not going to draft a quarterback because, first off, you don't have the draft capital. You trade away your first-round pick. Now you got an elite player yeah. to make it back. But Jameis is a guy – like, again, it, it all depends on the price. I looked it up. I looked up he and Cam Newton since they're both free agents. Completely difference in money. Now, granted, one's played five years in the league, one's played nine. Guess how much money Jameis Winston has made in his career through five seasons? First round pick. $35, 40000000 $46 million. 46. So about $9 million a year. He You're telling me. He's going to sign a contract for $9 million. That's what I'm saying. He's, he's yeah. not. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you what Cam Newton's made, then. Cam Newton should be more willing to take a pay cut than Jameis Winston. Cam Newton over nine seasons, $121 million. I was going to guess wow. 100. Now, again, for a quarterback, eh, you know, I mean, that may not be a lot, but like that's what he's actually made. Not like a contract, like that's what he's actually made over nine seasons. You're telling me, Cam, if you love football enough, because I think that's another question with Cam. Does he really love it? Like, does Cam yeah. really like being a quarterback and, you know, being face franchise? Telling you, like, if if you want to play in the league, you got to take a pay cut. Both of these guys, in my opinion, are going to have to. Cam Newton should be more willing considering he's made 121 million over nine years. So you're saying that Jameis Winston is going to get a similar deal to Marcus Mariota? Why shouldn't he? Base? Why shouldn't he? Marcus signed two years, 17.6. So and little, incentives if he's a little under nine. And that's another yeah. I mean that's another thing that we could talk about in Mariota. Well that yeah. That's well, the thing. It, do the Raiders going play right. moving car? That's a going right. Yeah. Bridge with? Bridgewater made eight million last year. Yeah. Case Keenum signed three years, eighteen million, that's sixth year. But we all know Case Keenum. Where did he sign? He's he's in Cleveland. Wow. That's interesting. <laughs> Well, he knows, he knows Stefanski when he was with Minnesota. Yeah. Kind of a, it's, it's smart. I mean, you need, a, you need a competent backup, so I think it makes sense. Yeah. But uh, Jameis is going to sign a two-year, 20, 15 to 20 million, mm-hmm. not a year, but over two-year deal. And you should probably, you. probably argue yep. he should just sign a one or maybe, maybe just he a one. You should just sign a one while you're young. Jameis doesn't strike me as a low-ego guy. No, yeah, he doesn't. I feel doesn't, like I, to be honest, though, the sharpest tool in the shed. Yeah, but you would think first round pick clearly he's not had the success Arm talent. That he's wanted, and now he's granted the, the quarterback that replaced him in Tampa. Like, you can't complain about that, right? Like, you can't be like, oh, they replaced me with Tom Brady. Like, he, you can get that, but I feel like this process alone has probably humbled him a little bit. So, Absolutely. I, would, I think the best thing for him. Sign a one-year deal on a contending team to be the backup. Maybe try and get in. You got a chance. Cam Newton. Yikes. I don't know about him. If you're Dean Spanos, how do you not sign one of those guys to to open up your – I would sign Cam Newton over Jameis Winston. 100%. If I'm Dean Spanos. Yeah. Yeah. 
But Dean Spanos is a meathead. Mm. No, he's just cheap. He doesn't pay anybody. He doesn't pay anybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. The thing about Cam is because the, the, the thing that I've looked it up, so there's injury concerns over Cam, which rightfully so. But besides last year, he's basically played every single game in his career over, over eight seasons because last year he played two and then was out. But his last eight starts, 0-8. Jeez. 0-8. With that running back, guys. I mean, he, he, his career, he's completed – he's 59.8%. The year he won MVP, that's exact. Uh, well, that was always a knock on him. That's the thing. He's not. He's a sixty percent complete passer, and he's clearly not the athlete he was once before because of the injuries he sustained over his career. Not to mention he's over thirty now. So like the age, the injuries. That's that's a guy who definitely has to take a pay cut. I agree. All right. What about? Um, let's move on to Philip Rivers, the Colts. What are we? What are our thoughts on twenty-five million dollars for one season? I think wow. I think he can do enough for him to get him. Look at that division. Uh, you know, hate hate to uh, rag on that division with the guy with the jaguar flag in the background, but that's not the strongest division. <laughs> you just lost no, it's DeAndre not. Hopkins. You, you've got a pretty solid defense. You got T.Y. Hilton there. Um, got a little more. You got a lot like more confidence. It. Uh, it's if you have the cap space. They're really only a quarterback away. They just traded for for DeForest Buckner. I like it. I like it. I like it. Are they going to Chris Ballard swinging for the fences? Yeah. Are they going to push for the Super Bowl? Probably not, but they'll definitely no. push for the playoffs and absolutely you know, maybe have a shot at the AFC Championship game if, if everything goes right. Uh, just There's a couple Kobe. notes on Phillips. So he threw twenty picks last year. That mm-hmm. is his third. 20 interception season, so it's not something new per se. But it was his first since 2016 uh, where he had 21 and he also had 20 in 2011. Uh, also last year, his touchdown percentage was the lowest in his career. Uh, now a lot of that, again, can be Chargers offensive line. Clearly, I would say from a weapon standpoint, he's losing, right, in terms of receivers, mm-hmm. running backs. He's probably better in Indiana. Yep. However... He's clearly upgrading the offensive line from probably a bottom 10 to easily a top five, three offensive line in the league. And mm-hmm. that's clearly needed for a statue that he is. I like it too, because uh, clearly Brissett wasn't the guy last year. He especially showed that down the stretch. And this was a team that didn't even make the playoffs, and they were arguably a playoff caliber roster for sure. I mean, they, were they, were they start season 7-0 last year, something like that? No, they, they did not. Uh, I definitely don't remember that. They can remember they lost to the Raiders like week four at home, and that was a you know, Raider uh, nation was going mm-hmm. crazy. But they obviously had a difficulty with Andrew Luck retiring at the end of the season. I like the move though. We'll say this: so Jacoby Brissett right now is a twenty-one million dollar cap hit for the backup. They can cut him and save eight million. Do you do that, or trade him? You're still well, with the dead cap, but you're saving. Hold on, let me, let me ask you this: Who are you going to spend the eight million on? Go get a receiver, because got this is this is what I'm going to say about that. Every time I've watched, out there. that's why. That. That's why. Okay, Daniel Sanders. That's the thing. They uh, he's Sanders a saint. Is gone. 
They trade. The reason wow. I, the reason I kind of give them a backfire a little bit on the DeForest Buckner trade. I love the move for the Niners. The reason I kind of back away a little bit on the Colts. Yes, you needed a you needed a defensive lineman on that team. But another thing you need on that team is receivers. Because how many times a season do we hear when T.Y. Hilton's out, oh, they're depleted, T.Y.'s out. Every time T.Y.'s out, this receiving core is terrible. Well, go get a receiver. Well, what's this draft? Well, I don't know, arguably the deepest receiver class <laughs> there has been, right? So I understand DeForest Buckner's a big need, and you can argue that defensive line, Terry defensive line is bigger than receiver. But that's kind of what you need to get this team is weapons on the offensive side. I mean, that's a big reason. You need to get Phillip Rivers somebody to throw the ball to. You just do. I mean, he's not an elite arm talent that's going to elevate players, especially at this stage in his career. So they're just going to struggle from that standpoint. I know this is a running team, but I just don't know from a receiver standpoint they've got that much. So if you're going to lose the eight million, if you're going to shed the eight million dollars, what receiver are you spending on right now? That's that's free agent. No, I mean that's a good. I mean it's a good point. I mean you. There's not much out there. I, I know, but mm-hmm. they gotta. Maybe they can try and find some trade. I mean, something. Do you, do you trade for AJ Green and sign him? That'd be interesting. Is he is he untouchable with his foot? What whatever happened with his foot? See, I think for eight million, Green, you'd take that chance. Cam Newton are two guys that are kind of affected by this Corona thing because you can't just willy nilly get a physical right now. Yeah. yeah. And sure, you could have probably. Some like the Panthers did. Uh, they think they just did a physical on Cam a couple of days ago. This was even after they released him, and it was like he passed and everything. How many teams in the league trust the Panthers? You know what I'm saying? They're like, how many teams trust each other? Like, you want your own guys. <laughs> oh yeah, he passed. passed. Yeah, it was fresh off the Instagram post too. Uh, <laughs> hey, flying yeah, colors, know, dude. He may be thirty. He may be twenty or thirty, but he's got like a eighteen-year-old body. Of course, they would say that. That's hilarious. All right, so we but we like the move for the we like we like the move for Philip. Does he have a? I mean, this is clearly I think. Well, I don't know clearly, but it's got to be a better chance to win a Super Bowl now, right? Not much, but better. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Okay, next move, Nick Foles, no longer a Jaguar. Uh, they, the Jaguars themselves have an 18.75 dead cap. So they basically paid him that money. Just go away. Don't even be on our team, but the Bears get a quarterback to, I would say probably take Trubisky's job. Um, but if anything compete for it, what are your thoughts? Nick Foles to the Bears. Um, wow. I was shocked myself, but what do you guys, what do you guys have to say? Nick Foles, the Bears. Um, I think it just shows that Mad Nagy is not sold on Trubisky, even though two weeks earlier on John Middlecoff's, you know, three and out podcast said we're hey, all oh hey, well, we love Trubisky, this. fully committed. Yeah, there was um, other things that happened in the yeah. plays. Yeah, yeah. Thank you again. Um, I think you know they're going to bring in some competition. They're going to see if. Um, I think Foles is a better player than Trubisky. Obviously, they tried to go back to a little bit more running style with Trubisky last year, used the athleticism. Um, I don't know. I like the moves. Not too bad. Another – I hate to keep bringing up James Winston, but, I mean, if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars, who's your backup quarterback? No, you sold on Gardner Minshew. 1,000%. I'd like to kind of get a little bit more on Foles. We can get anyway, into James Winston yeah, a little yeah. bit more. 
Uh, Drew, any any, any thoughts? I no, yeah, I, uh, I agree. I mean, I think we all know the Bears are really a pretty competent quarterback away from being a little bit of a pain in the ass uh, with that defense. But it just – I think Foles, Foles is the perfect case of what performing under the bright lights does for you. You know, he has good playoff run there, and next thing you know, he's getting paid massive amounts of money. 16 million. And uh, when he came back from the Jags, he didn't look too hot to me. Granted, I know it was off a collarbone, hasn't been – hasn't seen a and game in weeks. he's playing for a bottom five franchise in football. But continue. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, but it just – I think the the problem with the Bears is there's a guy named Aaron Rodgers in the division. There's there's Zimmer coaching up there in Minnesota. Uh, I'm not going to even give Kimberly Cousins the respect he deserves uh, up there with the same lights of Aaron Rodgers. But I mean, it's just I think it's just uh, one of those like trainer said. It's just a just a bring him in competition. Let's let's just see see who wins out. Maybe maybe they push each other. Maybe Mitch takes a little step little baby step maybe Foles takes a step because they're they're competing uh but i think i like matt nagy as a coach though yeah yeah Yeah. uh well i think clearly they they brought Foles to be the starter but they're gonna have to hold on to trubisky and i'll tell you why so we all remember when Foles broke out in 2013 chip kelly well he didn't even play 16 games he played 13 started 10 27 touchdown two picks whoa whoa right there's been 96 regular season NFL game opportunities for Nick Foles since 96. He's played in 38. Wow. So whether that's because he was a backup on Philly, wow. KC, whatever, the guy clearly just has an issue staying healthy. We saw that last year. We've seen that before. So they clearly have to keep Trubisky. The issue with Trubisky is you have to, I believe, May 3rd this season – determine if you want to do a fifth-year option. Well, clearly they're not doing that. Clearly, right? Like, I think it's pretty no. safe to say they're not exercising the fifth-year option. No. Well, what happens when Foles starts this year? Six games, goes, well, great. Then let's say he gets hurt. Trubisky comes in plays well. Well, now what happens is they obviously have that controversy, but then they could lose Trubisky. So this is a team who's got good competition now, but they may not have a quarterback next year because Foles has an out in his contract, only about the dead cap's not that big of an issue. They may not have any of these quarterbacks next year. I don't hate the move, though, because of that. Because they're not tied to any of these quarterbacks past this season. Basically just going, this is all in on this season with what we got. There's, you know, It's not like they can just make all these moves and get a whole new team. This is what yeah. they've got with this team. They're buying into this roster. They're trying to get their quarterback, a different quarterback, to maybe compete. I kind of like it, and guess what? doesn't work mm-hmm. out. Clean slate next year. We go draft a guy or go bring someone else. I like the move. Um, but I, man, I mean, I like it too. Mitchell touchdown percentage way down last year. They, I can't believe they I traded up one spot, the Bears, one Never. spot, and got Trubisky of all players. Incredible pass on Deshaun Watson. All right, probably I get, I get on passing on Mahomes. Obviously, yeah, because Mahomes is one of those guys where I don't think anybody besides Andy Reid and Brett Veach were like, yeah. yeah, this guy's great, right? Like, Sean Payton liked him, but anyway, yeah, you got Dabo Sweeney calling to Sean Watson the Michael Jordan of football. Well, okay, Maybe. let's talk, let's let's talk about let's talk the Niners, let's talk some Niners division. I think, uh, yikes, the Cardinals clearly. 
got a lot better thanks to a decision. I mean, good lord. As I saw last, as I saw last night on Twitter, John Gruden got more more back than uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Jeez. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, this. Whoa. Unbelievable. I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Uh, John Gruden got two ones, two twos, and $8 million. Hopkins, you get a washed up running back and uh, like a second round pick, something like that. Al Davis, baby. Yeah, Al Davis, what a, <laughs> what a deal. And then, and then Just Gruden, wheeling and dealing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, the grid beats them in the Super Bowl. Look. But so okay, so That's the crazy. Cardinals though they, yeah they they give up David Johnson a second round pick this year and a fourth round pick next year, but they get DeAndre Hopkins yeah. uh, for a team that ultimately could have beat the Niners twice last year. You could say mm-hmm. now they add DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, for all your fans, again, they you have, guys out there, look out for Kyler Murray with that yes. target. So what I'm saying yes. is the Cardinals still have other holes and needs that they need to fill, but are they the scariest team for the Niners or is it still the Seahawks? Who do you guys who do you guys view as the scariest team for next year for the Niners? Seattle. I would have to say Seattle as well. Um, just can't bet against when, when, has there ever, when has there ever been a, an easy game against Seattle? Yeah, really it's well, I think better. I think it's it's, it's going to be safe to say that there's not going to be a single blowout inside the division once this year. I mean, even though the Rams are going to be great, they're. I mean, listen, the Rams weren't great last year. And what they went nine and seven, like nine wins, and they weren't very good last year. Now they're probably not going to be great this year, but that's a competitive team. They still have really good players on that team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yes, yeah, Seattle's probably definitely. I would say Seattle's probably just the favorite in the division because I think it's probably safe to say the Niners' defense has got to come down from where they were last year, right? Like, they mm-hmm. were elite. We saw that with the Jags in 2017, me personally firsthanded. Uh, the Bears, two years ago in 2018, when they were a playoff team, you know, they still had good defense. They were a good defense last year, but they weren't historically elite. So I think it's safe to say the Niners are going to come down. That obviously puts the question on Jimmy Garoppolo. Thankfully, now they have a pick at 13 to where they can get him some help. Here, here's, here's a Niners question for you guys. Cornerback. What, well, what that is why I kind of brought up the DeAndre there? Hopkins things. Who's going to cover him on the Niners? Sherman's a, a, I think Sherman matches up better with him, obviously, than like a Tyreek Hill, like a speed guy. But you can obviously, if you're just a defense or an offense, considering Sherman lines up on one side of the field, oh, hey, DeAndre, go on the other side, buddy. Just go over there. And then you get Witherspoon, mm-hmm. Manuel Mosley. Mm-hmm. So hey, that's the toughest thing is cornerback for that team. They didn't really do anything in free agency to add one. Are they going to try and looking get in the look, look, look into the future. Sherman's up. Um, and old. Yeah. Witherspoon. Um, undrafted free agent. Love E-Man, but. What are you doing in the future there? Kwan Williams, he's excellent slot corner, but he's not gonna he's not gonna be probably excellent on the outside. He's a slot guy. Well, so, yeah, he's not an outside corner. They would just they try so, and find another guy to play outside. But yeah, I mean, drafts, no, go get one. that's the question: would you, would Do they you, try and get a corner at thirty-one? Because they they won't they'll be out at there. There's not a corner good enough at thirteen unless Akuda somehow fell, but that's not gonna happen. No, sure. Or do you trade? You got to trade back from 31 to try and get assets in the second, third, potentially fourth round since they don't have a single I, pick in those I rounds. said this I said this earlier. You weren't on yet. Um, 
at 31, if there's a guy that's, you know, a top 15 talent but has like a Laramie Tunzel type thing where he falls for some reason and like the Niners are just mm-hmm. in love, I think they take. If they're not absolutely in love drooling over a guy, trade back. Yeah. I agree. I concur. Absolutely. But we all agree you got to take Judy's there. receiver hey, at 13. Who, who's that? Who's that? Judy is there. Akuda. Or, yeah, can uh, you, can the video go viral? Him smoking a bunch of pot. So he well, no, I, I can't remember what I, what I was listening to. There was like a podcast, and uh, they're saying like some team was. I think it was uh, interviewing Chase Young, even though they had no chance of drafting. They're drafting like late teens, early twenties, and uh, he's like, <laughs> man, you know, I wish you guys could draft me. He's all, you can. How? He's all, just I'll just send you a gas mask, and you just got to hit record. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, there's a way. That's good. There's a way you could do it, I guess. But um, no, I, I to be honest though, like I would, I would like to see Judy or Lamb for the Niners. I don't care which one. They're I mean, getting, trust, they're getting one of them. They're I trust Kyle yeah. either way. Um, and John Lynch. Com- I mean, we have to, we have to admit people. the the trade of Buckner to the Colts to get 13 is an elite, high level A plus move. It's John and Prague, Prague Marate, baby. That is just an elite Love level it. move. So one thing I do want to say, Seattle hasn't done a whole lot uh, this free agency with a lot of cap space. I was kind of surprised they didn't go get a pass. We signed Luke year. Wilson, baby. Oh, Luke Wilson. Okay, my apologies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they signed a receiver yesterday too, I think. Yes, Philip Dorsett. So unless, yeah. unless he somehow moves the needle now and you want to fill me in, go ahead. But other than that, they haven't done much. Well, because this is a team with sixty plus million in cap space, and they they haven't done anything really that noteworthy. I would say pass rusher. They need um, Clowney a is still available, so they haven't lost him yet. But is Clowney going to be gone? Um, Running back. I I've heard they were the trying to maybe. Carson. I think they were trying to maybe uh, trade for Ngakwe on the Jags, but I think the Jags are asking a ridiculous amount for him at the moment, so Good. no one's going to trade Good. for him. Uh, you actually be asking for five ones when it comes to Seattle. <laughs> but I was just kind of shocked that they didn't do anything. And we this is a this is a team historically in the draft that always trades out of the first round, kind of get more picks. But as we mentioned, they still got to be the number one threat to the Niners, and I think it all starts because of number three, old Russ. He's kind of good. He's not bad. He's elite. Not too bad. He's I would elite. appreciate him. I would appreciate him more if he wasn't a Seahawk as a Niner fan. Oh, and absolutely. Go Hawks. <laughs> Can we chill and like go Hawks, Russell. Yeah. yeah. Well, I can't. I can't. Like, I cannot stand their gum chewing, chomping, pacing of a head coach <laughs> and Pete freaking Carroll. <laughs> Just can't stand that guy. I can't. Like, I, I, I was watching that game earlier, like I mentioned, and he's just chomping at that freaking gum like how is he now, not broken a jawbone now this is a this is a complete tangent here i just saw this pop on tv you're talking about antonio brown where did come did, no just just they're talking about on speak for yourself right now whitlock uh okay wiley Tom Tom probably just does 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 antonio brown have a team well trainer and i talked about this monday but we haven't talked about it while recording this tom we i mean we didn't we buried the lead with not even mentioning brady 
um, even though I kind of feel like everyone's already have their Brady take. But uh, I mean, is I guess we can tie it to Antonio Brown. Like, is that the only spot for Antonio? Is Tampa Bay? I, I would you would think so, but the guy is so elite. We're like teams probably are like. Well, Listen, when the Patriots don't want to put up with a guy like that, it's a big red flag for. But him, see, but I don't think it was Belichick it, who said kick tires. Robert I think Kraft. it was Kraft, and Kraft has clearly shown to Bill. Yes, Bill, you're the goat, but I'm the owner, and, mm-hmm. I and I'll make those decisions. So that because that's the thing. That's like now again the owners. I've heard this, but living in California, I've heard the owners have conspired against a certain player before. So, I mean, they could do that to Antonio, but I will say Antonio's talent compared to the other player, I'm not even going to mention the name. Yeah, we don't want to talk about that. No. <laughs> the name will go unmentioned. He's actually from – or he lived where Mr. Trainer's at now, that city. So <laughs> need any more clarification. <laughs> Dude, uh, I don't know, man. Interesting. I could see Antonio Brown in Tampa. I really could. Um, Talk about in the receiving court. The Saints looked at the Saints looked at him at the end of the season, though, right? Well, they told him not to bring just, him, yeah. They told him not to bring an entourage or anything, and he brought like, of course he did. Twenty twenty five people recording stuff and stay hot, Antonio. Idiot. Um, Thank God, because that would have been a little tough for the NFC to cover on that team. Yeah, I don't know. If if I'm Tampa, I'm, I may think about see? It. If you're Tampa, why not though? Right. Yeah, well, I, mean, why not? I mean, your job is not to play the morality police. Your job is to try and win football games, something you haven't been good at absolutely. in your career, in franchise career. But like, you yeah, got Tom Brady. Cool. You don't know how long it's going to be. Go for it. I, why not? I'm good with it. It's, it's not, I'll tell you what, I won't lose any sleep over it if he signs with the Patriots or Buccaneers. Why not? Because I'm not the anyway. type of person to get offended by. Stuff that doesn't affect me whatsoever. Exactly. <laughs> sneaky, sneaky good offseason, Atlanta Falcons. Well, that's, that's a team that I'm still kind of just yeah. – Dan yeah. Quinn to me. Against Sean Payton. What, is, what has Dan Brady. Quinn done when Kyle Shanahan wasn't his offensive coordinator? He's been out of the playoffs. Um, yeah. Matt Ryan, kind of the same thing. I like Matt Ryan, but Todd Gurley, I mean, why not? Right? I mean, why not? Why not? Yeah, it's a flyer. At that point, and yeah. since they released their other running back, Freeman. But that's just a tough division in terms of the Saints and the Bucks, I guess, now. Because, I mean, the Bucks had a good defense. Carolina, not a, you can't sleep on Carolina. What is Carol? No, no. What is Carolina doing? Chris, so, no, they, I, yeah, I don't know. I, do I they know, know what they're doing? Because everything that indicated before, before the Bridgewater signing, it was like, we're tanking, we're getting rid of everybody, obviously not McCaffrey, but like trading people away basically for nothing. Greg Olson, see like all these guys. And then, Oh, Hey, Teddy, come on. Like what? Yeah, <laughs> they're they're going to be terrible. Um, from the, the roster is just bad, dude. Like, what are you doing? So, yeah. Ooh. I mean, good for Teddy. He got his cash. According to Marshawn, he, he, he's got his chicken. Yeah. <laughs> so, good for him. But, I don't know. Yikes. Yikes. So, before we dive into the draft, I actually have some bad news for the draft. 
we were recording this podcast over Zoom so we all could communicate, and unfortunately with three people, it cut us off after 40 minutes. So halfway through the draft, I realized it had stopped recording our conversation. So unfortunately, we do not have the draft available via audio for the podcast. However, what we're about to play is the end results of the draft and who ended up having the best team. So we apologize for the technical challenges that we had, but we were still able to get some of the conversation and actually all of the conversation post-draft for you. So here you go. From the sounds of it, it looks like Mr. Weber picking in the two-hole basically just dominated the draft, was the only one to obtain a career war total of over a 1,000. So, Drew, uh, why don't you first off give us the number and then kind of break it down for us. Uh, yeah, so in total, we had a war of 1,096. Um, our, our lineup our lineup went as it goes. Uh, Pete Rose, Hornsby, Willie Mays, Ted Williams, Mike Piazza, Lou Gehrig, Edgar Martinez, Roberto Clemente, then rounding out with Honus Wagner in the nine hole. Pretty, pretty sweet nine hitter, if you ask me. Uh, that lineup for nine nine fifty two point six higher than my total me. team war. By the way, I probably had the smallest. Uh, me as well. Wow, we wow. go to our domination. Yeah, old Ryan at eighty one point three. Wait a second. And no one Ryan's a, war was only eighty one point three. Received very well. Yes. What? Wow. wow. That that to me, for for as long as he played, that is shocking. Yes. It, I, it should be uh, higher, in my opinion, is what I'm saying. Like, whoa. I agree. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, and then I took a, a reliever that was not uh, well received from the uh, two other counterparts of mine, but 62.1 in Eckersley for a total of 143.4. Well, a hell of a so, lot better than the one I picked. I should have picked Trevor Hoffman. That probably would have bumped my numbers up, but I did not. Didn't have Sav. <laughs> Trainer, what is your total number? Give me your total number before anything else. Just the total, uh, number. total number. Uh, give me a drum drum roll, please. Uh, total number nine sixty two point five. So Darren Trainer is the clear second place victory. And I'll be honest, with looking at my number, I'm really disappointed. I think Gagne killed me though even though he's a good pick in terms of those two seasons. But um, I, I ended yeah. up at 914, so as you guys can tell, oh, wow. you entirely mopped the floor with my team. Somehow, even though I have Cruz. Trout, Mantle, and Bonds in the lineup. But anyways, Trainer, I don't, want to, steal the, I don't want to steal the floor from you. Give us your lineup. That's interesting. Breakdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, my lineup breakdown, uh, the war was 767. It's just not bad. Can't say the um, same. I, I beat you there, but that's the, yeah, you killed yeah, me yeah. in the pitching. You did beat me there. Um, lead it off with Ichiro in, in uh, right field. Jackie Robinson's going to play second base. Griffey in center. Uh, Hank Aaron in left. The DH, David Ortiz. Um, Albert Pools. Peak A-Rod. Um, Brooks Robinson and Pudge behind the plate. Um, my pitchers, the, I would say the, uh, the highest, um, war in my lineup was Hank Aaron. Um, and pitchers, obviously I took Roger Clemens really early in the draft, took him third overall. Um, 
and he had a war of 139.2. A lot of shit for that pick, but an outstanding lot of shit. pick in terms of war. But a great pick if you're looking at war, um, which yep. I was not at the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, I didn't look uh, at – I didn't – to be honest with you, I didn't look no, at I any didn't. of the war before this either, right. clearly, with uh, my, my score. But go ahead, continue. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. How, yeah, ma- how much and, war uh, did Mariana Rivera have? Running a – Whopping fifty six point three, which is interesting. So Ek- did Eckersley have more war than Mo? Sixteen point one. Now I will 16.1. say that the I, I back in the day when Eckersley pitched, the closer was used a whole lot differently than Mariano was. Right. The closer would mm-hmm. come in like three innings at a time sometimes. So mm-hmm. you know more leverage innings. role. Yeah. And I think Eckersley was a starter at one point in his career. This is this is what we get with the era crossovers that we're doing here. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's that's probably a large part why Drew's oldest team is probably good. I should have picked Babe Ruth from a war standpoint. All right. Well, I guess not that anybody cares about the worst team in the draft, but I guess I'll <laughs> I'll give it to you anyways. We ended up at nine fourteen point three, just really dismal when you look at the total numbers of the other two teams. We went Robbie Alomar, career three hundred hitter to lead off. He only he had a sixty seven war. Mike Trout two, and we bat Mickey Mantle three best hitter of all time probably should hit there with bonds at three but we have bonds four schmidt behind him at five thomas six boomstick baby awful war 37 at <laughs> seven we've got johnny bench hitting eighth the catcher and then we've obviously got shortstop cal ripkin who 95.9 war tells me he probably shouldn't be hitting nine there he is randy johnson great pitcher 100.1 on the war but we really Drop the ball. Shout out Livermore, California. Gagne, because we were thinking of a couple of seasons instead of an overall career. Gagne only gave me 11.7 on the old war. I'm sure if I took Trevor Hoffman, I'm going to actually take a peek. He probably maybe would have been uh, in contention for second with Trainer, But, the, again, lack of salves didn't do it. Actually, Trevor Hoffman only had a 28 war, which is surprising. So, I still would have lost. Um, Interesting. But enough uh, of the shitty third-place team. Congrats to Mr. Weber. To give us the number again. What is the winning number? 1,096. Wow. That's impressive. That is we, have, that's impressive. We, have, we have a guy with 130.8 war hitting ninth for this team. Wow. Do wow. I – yeah, Do I win the uh, top war player in bonds? Does anybody can anybody beat one six? Yeah, yeah. Maze Maze is probably the closest at one fifty six point two. And um, first two players. Hey, Darren. Right. Yeah, that's probably the closest. Interesting. That's awesome. It's big time right there. Well, congrats uh, to just Mr. for shits and giggles. Oh. Just for shits and giggles, I'm looking up uh, Hank Aaron's career. I mean, a Babe Ruth's career war. 182.5. What was it? 182.5. Wow. You would have won. But I think we all, all three of us can agree. Jeez. Not the guy. Didn't even make the, Didn't even make any team. There's a lot of good players out there. I mean, there's there's likes of um, no clue. Yogi Bear. Was there a player mm-hmm. you were shocked didn't get drafted? So Yogi Bear is one. Um, um, I think a, a good pick who didn't get picked. Good point. George Brett didn't get picked. Good player. Yeah. Uh, Stan Musel. Stan, Stan the man. Stan the man. Good pick. Didn't get 
Then you I'd career. You could have Walter Johnson. Uh, I was kind of surprised Tony Gwynn didn't get picked. Yeah. Tony Gwynn, another solid, solid player, yeah. didn't get picked. Um, War of 70. Uh, Walter John, Ricky Henderson. I think the thing about Tony Gwynn Anderson, for me is no power. For one, my he didn't have enough power for my outfield, but um, I think that's probably his biggest thing. Is you know, listen, the outfield you need to you need to hit bombs. Yeah. Because Tony Gwynn. Looking at this now, I wish I would have kicked the tires. Looking at this now, I wish I would have kicked the tires on Pedro Martinez. I just gave him a thought. He was pretty dominant. Uh, I was between Pedro and Randy Johnson for my starting pitcher, but I decided to go obviously with uh, the big unit. And uh, Yastrzemski, us, that's pretty solid. They were showing uh, the Randy Johnson 20K strikeout game on MLB Network. Cheese. If you're left-handed, why would you go to the batter's box against Randy Johnson? Why? Also, uh, a DH kind of sleeper is Miggy. I don't know. He's like 180 pounds this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah he looks a lot. He looks, looks a lot better. That's good. He looks a lot better. Uh, obviously, played first base most of his career, but I don't know, dude. Peak Miggy, pretty good. Triple crown. War of 70. Not too bad. All right, fellas. Time to eat. Right, time to eat. Watch All out right. for the Rona.